giving Isabella far too much credit. So, Isabella, what did you have for dinner yesterday? I had vodka pasta. Vodka pasta? Like the like Gigi the Hadid type thing? Yeah, it's like oh, the sauce cool. I got at Trader Joe's. What um, kind of like shaped pasta did you use? Um, I had spaghetti, unfortunately. Unfortunately. I wanted penne, penne because it goes better with vodka pasta, but vodka sauce, but I didn't have any of that. So. Mm. Is penne or, or penne, or I don't know how to say it right, is that your favorite type of shaped pasta? It's not my favorite shape, but I think it goes the best with vodka sauce. Ah, okay. It, like, it all depends on the sauce you're using. Really? Okay. So if you're having like... Bow tie. Bow tie. Put like tomato sauce. Mm. I think I'm a strong advocate against long pasta. I don't know what it is. I like to like stab no, my stuff. I love pappardelle. Have you had pappardelle? Oh, pappardelle is like, it's like kind of like the flatter type yeah. thing, right? And it's, it's like, like it's like flatter, thicker, but it has like the undulations a little bit. Okay. Like like lasagna but skinny. Yeah, yeah. I, I love pappardelle. I I didn't know that's what it was called. I'm gonna make it for you. It's my favorite pasta. I make it with pappardelle, and you're gonna try some. Down. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where do you get your pepperdilly? Do you like make pasta yourself ever? Or, no, or, okay. no, no. I, <laughs> I don't have time for that. I don't even have time to cook. I get it from Trader Joe's. They like sell it in packets. Hmm. Okay. Well, there's no good segue from that. I was not thinking of a good question. But welcome back to the Sci Five Podcast. Um, so I'm here with a couple of friends. Would you like to like introduce yourselves? Tell the the world who you are, sort of. Sure. Um, I'm Mia, Mia Ramirez. Um, I go to USC. I'm a sophomore and I study psychology. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Isabella. I'm also a sophomore at USC. I am majoring in econ math and I'm minoring in French. Mm, very nice. Well, okay. I, I feel like she answered the question of dinner. You have to like answer that. Yesterday, dinner. I had a really early dinner and I went to Cava for the first time like, in months. Mm. What's, what's the kava order? Ooh, okay, it's the, the white rice, the tzatziki sauce, hummus, roasted eggplant, chicken, and then all sorts of toppings. Mm. Okay, so like in terms of where like kava ranks on like Mediterranean food Ooh. goodness in your like life, where where does that kind of go? Okay, my stepmom's Greek, so like I've grown up eating a lot of Greek food, and that stuff is street fire. <laughs> so like, kava is just like the fast food okay. Mediterranean, but it's still good for like being Mediterranean food. But mm. it's definitely lower on my list. Is it, okay? Is it like <laughs> McDonald's fast food or like respectable oh, in and out fast food? Respectable. Okay, respectable. that's good. Yeah. That's good. Wait, totally sidetracked. But wait, Isabel, what do you think about Panda? 
I'm sorry. <laughs> Panda Express. Yeah, Panda Express. Um, oh no. I don't know. I don't really like have any strong thoughts on it. I used to, but then I just have this. I've adopted this mindset where like if you don't think of it as Chinese food, it's actually pretty good. Okay. Yeah, that's I think fair. that's fair. Yeah, I like Panda way too much, but yeah. It's good though. Like the orange chicken is good. It is. Is I it spicy for you? It is spicy. There's like, they add little red flakes. Okay, I feel like it's always a game to like try not to bite into the red flakes. But like, because if I bite into one of the red flakes, it's like game over for the rest of the meal. And I'm yeah. like, oh no. Um, what do you get then? Broccoli and beef? No, usually I get like three orange chicken. Oh. <laughs> so it's just like a straight like risk the entire time. Okay. Yeah. Um, but segueing from that, there's no good one. Um, but we're kind of talking about like moving houses and homes uh, as we kind of grew up. I know we all have different sort of experiences with that. For me, um, uh, I always, like our family always rented houses, so I maybe moved maybe eight times-ish, I think, before um, like sophomore year of high school and then been living in the same house since. Um, not like big moves across like cities or states or stuff like that. It's always been in the same like uh, hour and a half vicinity um, but yeah I moved around a lot or more like in middle school elementary school time and a little space out through that what about you guys just general background of like kind of moving history in your life um, I was born in Michigan but when I was two my family um, relocated to Shenzhen which is in the south of China and then we were there for three and a half years um, and then we did move houses once when we were there. And then we moved to Hong Kong for four years, and then we did move houses once again when we were in Hong Kong. Um, and then we moved back to Michigan, where we moved houses, and then we moved to California um, in the Bay Area. So now we've been in the Bay Area for like four or five years, and we've been in the same house since then. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I've consecutively moved pretty much like almost every year, every other year of my life, I've moved like 19 times. That's not an exaggeration. Um, I would also say within like 40 minute radius for me and then from fourth grade to high school, it was in like the same two towns. Mm. Um, yeah. So very kind of different experiences. I'm excited for all the questions that I have definitely written down beforehand. But um, just kind of starting off, um, what's your guys' definition of home? Um, <laughs> yeah, this one I have thought about quite a bit. And something that a good friend of mine who's also moved, um, we've talked about this, and I really like her definition, um, and I've kind of just adopted it. But basically, for me, home is wherever my family is. Mm. Um, because it's not so much for me about the place it is as it is about the people. Um, like my family could pack up and move to like Kazakhstan and that would be home for me. Like just wherever my family is. Because um, my family has been the one thing in my life that's been constant. Mm -hmm. So for me it's always it's about the people. I think for me it's a little different. Um, I think home is what you make of it. Mm. I do like agree that it's also family but like I think there were some moves where I was very pessimistic about it, so I did not enjoy living there. Um, but I think there have been other times where I've had a better attitude about it, so it was like more enjoyable to move. So I think 
my attitude about it very much depends on my outlook of the house mm-hmm. or like the move in general. Yeah, I think that was like, well, I was trying to think of like, oh, home is like some sort of perspective that you have on something, but like, yeah, I agree. Like, I think that, um, I think you more or less always, or for me, I have always had a home that just like, I seek home in different places, I think. Mm-hmm. There are some times when like, I moved to a, this house and I was just not feeling this city or like moving to this new school. So I found hope, not hope, home in like, church family or that or I found home in like the basketball team at high school or whatever or that kind of stuff um so yeah I think it definitely depends on like your attitude and like outlook on that situation um and I know this is like kind of our like perspectives on this now as adults as college students um how long did it like take you guys to sort of come up with like ah like I am at peace with this definition of home, and that's like how I see things moving around, if that makes sense. Mm. Honestly, I think it was freshman year of college. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought I was done moving a lot, but then my senior year, I moved again, um, and I was very frustrated with that one. So I don't think until I moved to California, I understood that like it's what you make of it. So yeah, I learned that last year. Mm-hmm. I also think I learned that last year, um, or it's still something I'm still learning because um, when I was growing up, like in different places, everyone just thought I'd grown up in that place that I was at in the moment, mm-hmm. and so. Most people didn't know that like I'd only spent like two or three years there, and so I never really had to think about like where is home for me. Like I was never like even the question of like where are you from like gets me thinking about this. But I was never really confronted with that question because it was always just assumed that like you'd grown up in that town. So I didn't really start unpacking this question until freshman year, when everyone you meet, you know, freshman year just even now like they're asking you where are you from, and then. At first, I'd come up with like five different answers, or like I'd say a different answer to each person just for fun. And then, um, but it just really got me thinking like, where's home? So, freshman year for me as well. Mm-hmm. So, now if people asked, like, oh, where's home for you? Or like, where are you from? Or what are you saying? I mean, I still say Chicago because mm-hmm. like I moved within Chicago or like suburbs of Chicago. So. Um, for me, it really depends on the conversation. If it looks like it's just a really brief conversation, I typically say originally Michigan, but now in the Bay Area, because I've only been in the Bay Area for four years, five years, so it doesn't really feel like home-home to me. Um, but if the person is genuinely interested and I can tell that this is going to be a deeper conversation, I'll tell them my background of like moving everywhere and finally settling down in the bay. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I think something that surprised me because I don't know, just growing up moving was more normal. I was talking to my roommate last night about, pod- I was like, oh, I'm doing a podcast on like moving houses and stuff. And he was like, um, no way. Like I have like lived in the same house for my entire life. And I was like, I don't know what that like entails or means. Yeah. Um, and he was like, oh, that's so weird. I told him like, oh, I moved maybe eight times. He was like, oh my gosh, that's so much. And I was like, Really? Like, Ramirez out here, like, with 19 or something. Um, so, 
I don't know, I guess for people who haven't really moved as much or who have had like childhood homes throughout, what is like, what is it like? What, what's difficult about moving homes? Because I know like kind of Ramirez was like uh, 19 times or like it, it was tough or like stuff like that or oh, not knowing where you're like, you're from or places, that kind of thing. Um, what is difficult about moving homes and everything that kind of comes with it? I just kind of feel like I never like fit into one box like because I've never grown up consecutively in one area there's just gaps in my like cultural knowledge like social knowledge everything and so I never really feel like I'm a hundred percent this or a hundred percent part of like that group I always feel like I'm floating in between groups mm -hmm. um, so obviously like I feel like I resonate more with like this one culture than that culture but sometimes it just feels like I'm never a hundred percent like fully one thing and I just feel like I'm constantly stuck at the intersection of a lot of different like ideas or like cultures or whatever and I just feel like I'm floating in the in-between sometimes and so I think that's just kind of like I don't want to say it's a bad thing like there's definitely a lot of benefits to it too um, but I would say that's probably like one of the lingering effects of like moving around so much you kind of like lose your identity a little bit and then it's just kind of you just have to work a little bit harder to think exactly like who am I because I am a very complete person I'm not like a person full of cracks so you just kind of have to like do a self-reflection and analyze that yourself mm -hmm. um I think for me it was I was never prepared to move each time mm -hmm. and so it, all my moves except for maybe like my first two. I was too young to like really remember them. Um, they were all circumstantial based where they weren't decisions that we made to like, okay, we're gonna move. Um, so yeah, I never felt prepared or like ready to move. And it was always a feeling of like, okay, you should never like fully settle down in your home just in case. Mm -hmm. And I hated that feeling because that didn't feel like home. Like I wanted to just fully like be home in my home, you know? But yeah. like, I didn't get to do that a lot because there's always that fear of like, okay, like you might be able, or you might be moving soon or stuff like that. So I think not feeling settled was really hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think similarly for me, I like in the moves, moved schools twice, um, which isn't too much. But I think um, moved schools when I was going into second grade and then going into sixth grade. and like sixth grade prepubescent Matthew just don't know how to handle things and like you know when you're frustrated you're like I don't know like why like I, like I can't be with my friends and stuff like I'm going to this new school like I don't know anyone like it's hard for like young children or like tweens to process that in their brain right um, and something that my younger cousins they're like eight and a half years younger than me they recently moved like at the same time basically when like going into fifth grade they moved um, from NorCal to here so like totally different shift, new like community, new school. And um, their mom, like my aunt, kind of like asked me and my sister, oh like, what are some things that I can do to, like to help them, to love them, or like help them feel better or whatever about like this move, because it's really tough on them. And like something that me and my sister both said is like, there isn't anything you can do. Because what they want the most is to just be back where they were before. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that they're just gonna have to like, go through and you're gonna have to see them just be sad and mad and like let them feel that um, and for a parent I feel like that that'd be tough and but just for the kid to just like kind of sitting in this frustration and anger and like you don't know how well actually 
well, for them, it's like, ah, oh, this is never gonna end. But I, I think for me, it's like, you just have to make that conscious choice to change your outlook and perspective from like negative, like, ah, I hate this bitter, to like, maybe I'll give this a shot. And like, there's no one who can make that decision except for that child. Um, and for, again, prepubescent or pubescent teens, like, they just wanna sit in their angst, you know? Um, so that's like definitely tough, I think. Um, but yeah, um, kind of going into like what Isabella said with like identity and moving around. For you, like that's definitely, I think more so because you went different country, like different side of the world, you know, also different states. Like that's, you've had much farther moves than either like Ramirez or I had. had. Um, so like, what is it kind of like moving from, because I, I assume just Michigan culture, NorCal culture, and then obviously Hong Kong, China, very different. Like yeah. the amalgamation of stuff in yeah. your like experiences. What's that been like? It's definitely been. I don't even know how to describe it because it's just like so much going on. But I think it was really put into perspective for me how different all those places were. When I um, so I was born in Michigan, but I was two when I left, and we'd go back to visit and stuff. But I never did school there growing up, so I didn't really understand what it was like, what the school culture was like, the academic culture, like social life. I didn't understand what any of that was like. And when I was ten, we moved from Hong Kong back to Michigan, and I remember being really, really excited about it. But I get there, and I didn't realize how big of a cultural shift that was going to be. Like, even just little things that I had not factored into my little mind. Um, like, people were amazed by my school lunches because everyone was bringing, like, tear tots or, like, bagel <laughs> bites and, like, grilled cheese sandwiches. And I had no idea what, like, bagel bites were. Like, I knew what grilled cheese sandwiches were, but I didn't know, like, the specific, like, food items. And still today, there's, like, a lot of food items that I don't know. When people talk about them, I'm like, I, I don't know. I didn't grow up eating this. Um, but then, like... I was really excited because in Hong Kong, like my mom never had time to like pack me a lunch, so I had to get school lunches. But when we we're in Michigan, she goes, "Oh, I can like pack you like a school lunch, and um, you can take it with you." And I was really excited. She packed me like curry or something, oh. and then like the first day, all the kids like crowd around my table, and they're like, "It wasn't like mean or out of like bad intent at all. They were just genuinely curious." But as a kid, all you want to do is fit in, and so like. You just want to suppress any part of you that makes you stand out in mm. any way. But um, every time my mom would, like, make me something, like, all the kids would crowd around, like, looking over, like, what I had and, like, examining it. And I just kind of felt like I was on display. And so eventually I started, like, putting up binders around my table. Like, I did that for a few years just so no one would look at my food. Because I also wanted to eat my food. Because I was like, this is good. I don't want to eat bagel bites. Like, I like, <laughs> I like bagel bites and this is better. So, um, yeah, it was, like... A little bit difficult at times because tweens aren't the most understanding people and tweens are also very emotional like I was um, so it was definitely difficult but I kind of agree with you guys I definitely agree with what you guys say it's like definitely about how you make it and the perspective you have I just don't know that my tween self was really able to have more appreciation and perspective like looking back I'm really grateful for that move but I think in the moment it was just a lot of frustration Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, I know I had to move at fourth grade, and it took me maybe, like, a semester and a half to, like, be okay. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's definitely hard to make that conscious choice to be happy. Mm -hmm. For, like, Ramirez, I know, like, moving a lot, like you said, every year or every other year, do you have any kind of, like, 
don't know, coping mechanisms, so to speak, of like how to like I deal with the like ah the frustration, the like oh no can't like relax or rest in like this house or that kind of thing. Um, I honestly don't know because there's just a lot of like roller coaster of emotions because with most houses I only moved schools twice as well mm -hmm. but there were a lot of threats to me moving houses or schools fourth through my high school years mm -hmm. so like it was a battle to like be with my parents and be like no I don't want to move schools like like I'll move houses but like I will like illegally go to this school like mm -hmm. just like don't let me move schools mm -hmm. um so there's a lot of like those kinds of arguments and at the end of the day like I'm a child and they're my parents so like I have to do what they say so I think me and my sister would just like talk a lot of crap and like talk to each other about it because like I went through everything with her so like she fully understand or understood um my feelings because she was feeling them as well so like, I think me and my sister just vented a lot to each other mm -hmm. yeah I remember the first time I moved schools this was like I was going to second grade, my sister was going to fourth grade, and like we just hated this new school. It was like, ah! um, it sucked. And I remember we, like our every day at this new school, they had like, I don't know, a school song or a theme song, or not theme song, a school song mm -hmm. that we'd like sing together every, it was like weird. Like we wouldn't do the Pledge of Allegiance every day, but we'd do our school song. So <laughs> that's something else. Um, but like we, like the first couple of weeks, we would like come home, we wrote like a parody song, just like straight roasting the school. And we would just sing it all the time. And our parents got so mad. Um, but I don't know, that was like a good way to like, it was like, ah! Um, uh, but like kind of talking about that, like having people going with it, going through it with you, right? Um, we all have siblings. Um, I can't imagine like being an only child and moving around like that. That would, that's something I was like, oh, bro. Um, but what was it like kind of like being able to share that experience with, I know like, Isabella, your sister, my sister, and then your family, that kind of thing. Um, I think it was definitely nice and it gave me like a sense of stability um, when I was moving. But I don't know that my sister and I ever really had a deep conversation about it because she's very reticent to talk about how she's feeling and her emotions. But um, I think the greatest benefit that came with having a sibling who has experienced everything that I've experienced in moving is just that sense of stability and so um, yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. Um, so my, par my parents are split so like I wouldn't even say my other siblings we ever have that conversation or like they ever experience the turmoil of moving because they had both their parents and both their parents made sure that like they were okay mm -hmm. but for me and my sister if my dad wasn't moving my mom was moving and vice versa so we understood like on another level change and like adaptation and all that and I think even further like my sophomore year of high school she went to college, so I was alone, mm -hmm. and I had to deal with, I think, two moves that year. Um, so I think being alone 
gave me a lot more appreciation for having like my one person that had gone through all the moves with me. So yeah, there was kind of just like a, a level of comfort mm. having that person. Yeah. I feel like I relate to Isabella a little more on this part. Like my sister's name is Isabella, and like she was like, ain't no, she don't share nothing. She's like, I that, like, um, I think the roasting school through song was like the closest we had to like a conversation about how we felt that kind of thing um and i also think my sister just had a much better outlook on moving than i did um she would like very much find things to be excited about like oh this new bathroom is cool or like i have my own room now which like my sister and i shared a room until i was i moved to sixth grade and she moved to eighth grade which like i yeah i would not share a room with yeah it's just yeah Shared a room far too long. Um, but yeah, she always, I think, integrated into like schools a lot better than I did. Um, and so it was tough to like, she was kind of like doing okay, that kind of thing. But I, like talking to her now, like she wasn't, it was just kind of more of like a friend thing. But I, I guess I didn't really see that. Um, so communication is good, guys. Talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely good. I, I think for me, I was definitely like, Ayo, isolate, boil things up inside. Um, I remember in second grade, like the first few weeks of recess, like I would just go to the boys' bathroom and go back and forth between urinal and like sink to pretend like, oh, I'm peeing and washing my hands to do stuff. But I just stayed there the entire like lunch and like recess because I was like, I don't want to like interact with people or do like stuff. Um, and like, I think that was just me trying to like, Oh, pretend like I'm doing something, like having something to do so like people don't ask questions because like I didn't want to like have to answer or like talk about it, that kind of thing. Um, I know Ramirez sort of touched on like, oh, telling parents like, I don't want to move, I don't want to do that, or like, I'll move, but don't move me from this school, that kind of thing. Um, what was it like in like relation with like parents? Because they, they're the ones that making decisions sometimes like by circumstance, by choice to like move. What was it like? having conversations or relation with those parents um, in moving? I feel like for me, it was pretty rough. Like, like I said, all my moves were pretty much circumstantial. So like, I think my parents, especially my dad, never wanted to like see us sad or like upset about the move, but like there's truly nothing he could do. So it was pretty hard to like, comfort because like you said earlier like all we want is to stay or like to be with our friends and like you can't really do anything besides just like take time and let, let them feel what they're feeling so I think there's definitely like a little bit of tension before the move during the move and a little bit after but like once we were able to see like as kids like okay it's not that bad like then it was okay but I think the most tension was over school-related things. Because mm -hmm. I think there were certain points where changing schools was really on the table, but like at such a unfair time. Like it would have been like my freshman or sophomore year of high school, and I was like, I don't want to do that. Like I, I finally have friends for like more than two years and like I don't want to let that go only to like go to high school go to a different high school for two years and like not make friends so yeah I think for me it was more over school situation than like the circumstantial stuff mm -hmm. and then 
But for me, I definitely didn't have a choice of staying at my school, but it was definitely over like circumstantial stuff. I think when I was a kid, the moves got harder as I got older, but when I was younger, like I'd know that we were moving because they'd always like tell us like months in advance or like we always knew that we we're going to move back to Michigan at some point. So we always knew the move was coming. And so there wasn't really tension over that. I mean, I would cry. I usually would cry like, on the day we're moving because um, then it would like hit me that I was leaving everybody, but it wasn't, I never really got angry at my parents because I kind of like, I got used to it almost where I was like, oh, this is normal. Like everybody just moves like this. I don't know. It just felt normal to me. But then the move from Michigan to California was really hard and there definitely was a lot of tension between me and my parents about it, I was very bitter. I was like, you told us we just stay in Michigan this whole time. Like, why are we moving again? Like, it just came mm. out of nowhere. Um, I still remember the day they, like, sat me and my sister down and, like, told us about it, and it did not go over very well. Um, yeah, there was just a lot of tension. And, like, as you said, Matthew, they, they really wanted to help. Like, they truly yeah. did. But they just didn't really know what to do. And, like, like you said, they couldn't really do anything except, like, be there for us and like listen to my rants and yeah but I think they did the best they could mm-hmm. with the circumstances yeah mm-hmm. I agree like there's like not much they can do I remember um fifth grade going to sixth grade it's like the last few weeks at the old house um before we moved um I remember like just kind of like sitting in my mom's lap on her bed like crying and being like can we like not move? Like I really don't want to move, and she was like, "Like, do you really, is that like really like something you feel and stuff?" And in my mind, I was like, "Oh, am I gonna change her mind and stuff?" Like, we probably already signed like the renters agreement or whatever. Um, and like at that moment, I I thought like, "Oh, like I could change her mind, this kind of thing." Um, not true. Um, but like looking back, I just feel sad for my mom because like, what was she gonna say? Just like sit there like pat pat like I. Um, I think it's tough in that and. Uh, I, I do remember, like, in high school, I moved after freshman year. Um, and, like, I think this was a thing where I really appreciated my parents. Like, we all were, like, fighting very hard to, like, keep um, us in, like, the same school district. So, like, for my sister, it was, like, her junior year to going to senior year, which would suck very much for yeah. her. Um, so, um, like, the school district that we moved into, like, they immediately released, like, my sister to, like, be able to, like, get the inner district permit to, like, go back. It's like, oh, yeah, senior, like, we don't want to, like, deal with, like, a transfer senior, that kind of thing. Um, but for me, it was, like, a much longer process. Um, but, man, like, God was, like, getting there. And um, my dad had a couple meetings with the, like, super, not superintendent, the whatever person who, like, handles this. Um, and after a few times, he was just like, okay, like, I'm signing off for, like, the rest of the his three years. And so, um, yeah, like, I think as got older, like I think parents, it was less of like me versus my parents. Like, ah, it was just kind of like us going, like trying to attack the situation together, which I appreciated. Um, and yeah, like that was, that was good. Um, and I know like a lot of things we've talked about, about like moving and stuff has been sort of some negative things. Cause there is a lot of like heavy and tough things that go on like when you're moving. Um, but positively like what what are like I feel like moving a lot it instills things in you like positive things what are some like the positive like traits or outlooks you feel like you have now because of like 
moving situations, communities, cultures, that kind of thing. Me and Isabella like recently just talked about this, and I think you can relate a lot to this one, but like being a chameleon, like you can be in any group and like assimilate and like act like them and like fit in and then go to like a completely different group that has a completely different vibe and like still be able to converse and fit in and like, I don't know, I guess just act like them. Um, I think you learn how to adapt really quickly. Even though like I didn't change schools that much, there are definitely like periods of time where I felt like still the new kid, you know, because everybody had friends since like kindergarten or preschool and I didn't so it took a while for me to like get that group of friends so you kind of just have to like test run like different friends but like I feel like I tried to be them which like I think works for me now like it's more positive now because I'm able to adapt to different people Mm -hmm. yeah I'll definitely agree with that um, yeah, just adapting to other people and like not having them change, but you're the one kind of adapting to everybody. And so sometimes that's a little bit taxing because it's like, mm-hmm. who am I? Am I like 20 different people? Like, am I, am I a fraud? Am I like, how authentic am I? But I've just kind of come to realize that like, I, I think I am like all these people. I think that's just me. Like having moved so many times, like I'm not, I don't really fit cleanly into a box and I've just kind of accepted that. I think, yeah, along those lines, just being able to relate to people from, like, different groups and different backgrounds and who have different views on things. And also, it just really gives you, I think, empathy for other people. Because having moved around so many times, you've been the new kid, you've been the one left out, you've been the one ostracized. So you know better more than anybody how awful that feels. Like, I can't even describe what it feels like to be eating lunch alone in the cafeteria. Like, that's just a whole, like, you can't, you have to experience it for yourself. Mm. But that just really, I think, helped me understand, like, how other people were feeling in that setting. Because I think without those experiences, I wouldn't have understood. And so now I think that just really inspires me to, like, be more inclusive and to not leave people out. Because, like, I've been excluded so many times that, like, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Like, I don't want anybody to experience that. For me, it was recess. Oh that my gosh. Hey, like, recess ugh. was. Ugh. For lunch, like, we all had to sit with the classroom, so, like, I was sitting next to people. So, at least that. And, like, recess, I would just walk out with the playground and just stand there for, like, the 30 minutes. <laughs> That was the tough one. And you weren't, like, allowed to go, and, like, they made everybody go out. Yeah. It was awful. Recess was a bad one. Lunches oh were bad. Gosh. <laughs> Lunches were awful. Like, yeah. from middle school to, like, freshman, sophomore year, I was, like, I sat in the library during lunch. <gasps> just so I, did I that didn't too. have to, like, sit with people. Because I'm, like, I don't have anybody to sit with. So I just sat in the library, and I pretended that I had to do work every single day. Dang. Yeah. But it just was, like, oh, I have to do work. But it just was kind of, like, a cover for me. That way I didn't have to admit, like, I don't have any friends. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I remember that. I would eat lunch in front of the like library door and just go in and like sit there and like read Calvin and Hobbes, and I did that for like a year and a half. And like I was just, I also were, yeah, it was like looking back, I was like that's kind of like sad, but I like I kind of like got 
used to it. And I was just like, I just don't want to talk to people. Um, you ever wish you could like hug your younger self? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh man. I wish I could do that so much. Bro. <laughs> like it's gonna be okay. Yeah. yeah. Like um for my film school application when I uh, mm. um applied, there is one of the prompt was like write um a scene like that like describes the essence of you. Um oh. and what I wrote about was like current me being transported into uh, like fifth grade me's room and then fifth grade me walking in and like us talking and I like I that was like really fun to write but also just like for like the next two months I was just like thinking like what would I say to myself like what would I ah because like there's a lot of things like my fifth grade self I so stupid I hate you but also just like ah I feel so bad you little dumb dumb like, ah, and so, um, yeah, I, I don't know, I feel, like, protective over my, like, younger yes. self, like, yes. um, bro, you, ah, I made something, I feel, ah, yeah, mm-hmm. um, but, but yeah. Now when I see someone who, like, reminds me of my younger self, I feel like I really want to help them. Mm-hmm. Like, if I see someone going through the same things and, like, feeling kind of lost, feeling excluded from everything, like, I... I want to just give them a hug and be like, it's okay, and like, kind of help them in a way that I wasn't able to help myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. That, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, ah. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving on to some like less sad things. Um, like, I think there are different little like things that we think are normal that um, you just kind of do or interact with. I, that doesn't make any sense. That's super vague. But I, I guess an example of, in my mind is like when my parents and my sister, when we talk about past events, like some people are like, oh yeah, when like, oh, remember when you, when you were seven and you did this? Like, no, we we're like, oh, remember when we were at the in Santa Anita house? house? Yes. Like, oh yeah, like, oh, what, what like time was that? Oh, it was in the Lucille house. So, like, and then we know and we backtrack and we're like, yeah. oh, this time, like, what are some things that have just like become normal to you because of moving that like, otherwise wouldn't have, or like have, I don't know how to phrase this question, but you guys kind of know what I mean. Yes. No, at the um, senior sophomore crossover at Bonsalo, the question asked of like, what's your earliest, happiest memory? And I thought about my life in terms of the houses I lived in, because like those are my seasons. Mm -hmm. I think think about my life in terms of what house I'm in. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I definitely like, I can block out my life into like seasons based on like where I was mm. at the moment, and I think in a way it's kind of a gift because it kind of like sections out my yeah. life pretty well, uh-huh. and like because I moved like every four years, like you know four years is you know it's not pretty nice. Yeah, I think like a subconscious thing that I did that I didn't realize until like now ish, which I had to like correct. Like my favorite color, like was always tied to whatever school I was at or was not at. So when I was young, I really liked blue. um, And like the first school that I went to, like the colors were blue and yellow. And then when I moved to the next school, the next school was like green and yellow. And I just decided that I really did not like green. So for like that time between second and like fifth grade, I was like, I ain't really like green. Blue's my favorite color. And then I remember moving to the next school, next like school, tigers was the mascot. And so like orange and black. And then I decided like orange is my least favorite color and my favorite color is green. 
Um, and I like didn't realize I didn't make the connection in my head. Um, and so like more recently, uh, when people like ask for your color, I'm like, do I really actually like green? Like green's a cool color, but like, yeah. and do I actually really hate orange? Like why do I like I not like orange? Um, like a subconscious hatred for your school. Yeah, for my school because I was like, ah, this is not like yeah. what it was, right? So now I think I've been able to like separate that and be like, I actually do like purple because purple <laughs> looks cool to me or whatever. Or like, I don't like, I still don't love orange. I'm just, I'm like, I don't hate orange now. But I thought that was weird how I would like, mm. ah, that. Um, but yeah, I feel like subconscious things, like and suppression. It's just like there's like suppression. Suppression is. Oh. <laughs> just so much yeah. um, and I think yeah being able to like find that release in something mm -hmm. is important I know like a lot of uh, growing up escapes are important to be able to like express oneself or to like get away from X Y and Z and and like a lot of child children like do this for like much worse situations mm -hmm. um, did you guys have kind of like escapes or like ways to like kind of get away ish I wish I had better coping mechanisms because I think it would have been a lot easier on me and my family. But freshman year of high school, like right after we moved to California, I would ask my parents to take me to the bookstore every Saturday and I'd sit there for a few hours and just read. And like that was kind of my thing. And yeah, I was just, I read like crazy freshman year because I felt like I was able to like be transported or I loved reading autobiographies as well like reading stories of people who I felt like had gone through like things and it just kind of inspired me to keep going as well like seeing people that I looked up to like struggling and like talking about oh I didn't have friends when I was in school and then I was like oh but look at them now and so that kind of was like my motivation a little bit mm -hmm. so yeah definitely reading and being in the bookstore that's such a like, cozy vibe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I think for me, I struggle with this question a lot. Because I was very much a suppressor and like mm -hmm. kept it on the inside, didn't really talk about it. And I think my sister knew that. So like, she would just try to make me laugh a mm. lot. And like, I would ask her sometimes to do something that she would always do to make me laugh whether it was like hurting herself or something like that but like she was always very willing to do that for me so I think I relied on my sister a lot growing up for like happiness and like joy together um, yeah and she definitely was very willing to provide that mm -hmm. yeah I think for me I like wrote stories of mm -hmm. like Ayo, this like boxcar children type vibe, but like they never get out of the first book. Like they like vigilantes on the run, and but they're superheroes or something. And so they <laughs> like fight crime and they're cool or something. And I'm like, ayo, I'm just here without superpowers. Or I don't know. Um, <laughs> but like <laughs> that was something I like. I think turning like creating stories with like same I don't know situation challenge, but then like turning it into more of like a I don't know whatever like fantasy was there like oh like I don't know fantasy world or like superhero thing or um yeah to like make it be like oh like what if and kind of dwell in that funness for a little bit yeah. only to be like ah back to reality like rah, um that kind of thing um but yeah I this is also like I think it is a coping mechanism not an escape at all but dude the 
before you go to sleep in bed rants go hard <laughs> they are so crazy like, like to yourself yeah like like to myself or like pretending that like i'm talking to someone or like screaming at someone mm-hmm. or like my pillow my pillow has taken a lot of like beatings over the years um but like those were just like ah th- that was like peak like scream at like my pillow not scream but like pretend to scream without like mouthing the words yeah. for like 30 minutes yep. and then like did you ever talk to your stuffies Ayo, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that question was coming. Yeah, like, my stuffies be hearing a lot, or just, like, a lot of, like, sometimes just squish and hug stuffies, mm-hmm. and then, like, cry into the pillow, and then, like, go to sleep, and be like, ah, okay. Um, but, yeah, suppression was, yeah, um, I think it took a while um, to, just, like, speak feelings to, mm-hmm. like, parents or sister or that kind of thing. Yeah, it's tough. Um, but I know. Oh, no, I forgot what I was going to say. No, I just realized something because I think as a child, I was always very focused on how the mood would affect me. But I think growing up, there was the commonality in the family of like, oh, we're tired of moving. And I think, I don't know what you said that reminded me of something but like I think I have more respect for my parents now because I realized they had to go through those moves as well mm-hmm. and like although they had jobs and like they didn't have to switch jobs always it was maybe like a longer commute or like mm-hmm. dealing with the children and like dealing with like the moving aspect and like the logistics of that so like I just kind of realized I should have more empathy for them because I think they went through different hardships with moving. Mm. I agree. Yeah, I think I was just very self-centered as a kid and everything was like about me. Rightfully so though, like you're a kid, you know? But um, my parents, I never heard them like once complain about moving and like I'm sure as parents it's really hard moving across like countries with like little kids Mm. and like when we first moved to China, like I was like two, my sister was like two months or something I don't know we were like babies and then later on I like was talking to my mom and I realized how difficult the move was for her but like she never like complained about it growing up and like I would rant you know um constantly about having to move but she just would listen and she would kind of like be there to like calm me down and like apologize you'd be like I'm so sorry but that's like all she could do but yeah I definitely like greater respect for my parents and how they handled it with a lot of empathy, but also in a very godly way, I think. Mm. Yeah, I feel I feel that a lot too. Like uh, uh, the most recent move, um, we were trying to stay in the city that like I was going to high school at, um, but just couldn't because rent be like expensive. Because we were renting out of like my dad's cousin's place, so it was like a little like discounted price, I think. But then. Um, I don't know, uh, they like had to sell it for some reason. So we were like, all right, we gotta find a place. And just looking around like the media area, like we couldn't find anything. And so um, what ended up happening was like my uncle who lived maybe like 35 minutes away, like he moved and bought like a new place and we would like move into like his. And like, I don't think I realized it then, but like that's like, such a sacrifice for like both like my like uncle and aunt and like for them to like, do that first and like and that like is very much a blessing but I, I think like for my parents like I guess um 
something I didn't realize until like now more so is like for them I think very much a pride thing of like can I like provide a home for like my kids and stuff and I know like my dad growing up in Brazil like he moved around a lot and like coming here as well he moved around a lot and just like he saw his like parents go through that and he like had the same like oh moving new schools and moving new places um and I, I definitely not get the sense of like oh like I didn't want this to be the case for my kids but like mm -hmm. it happened and like that's tough um so yeah difficult and but like just parents it's tough for them too you know mm -hmm. and I don't think I gave them enough like grace in that at all like by any means um, yeah Another thing that I remember with my, I forgot what I was gonna say. Parents, Ooh, dang it. Um, I have a question. Go for it. <laughs> you both mentioned grace and God, and I know for me personally, um, I did not grow up Christian. So like, even now, it's very hard for me to see God in my life growing up. I think that is something that I'm still working on. Um, so, like, what what was God like for you growing up during these like hardships? Like, how'd you rely on Him if you did, or stuff like that? I was very invested in my faith when I was a kid, and I think a lot of that was tied to whether or not I had a strong church community with me at the time. Because when I was in Hong Kong. Our whole family loved our church, and that's when I like gave my life to Christ. I was eight when I got baptized, and I was very committed. And I would say that stayed the same until around seventh grade. When we moved back to Michigan, I didn't really have a strong church community, even though we were going to two churches every Sunday. Um, I felt very isolated, but I went to Christian school for the first two years. And even though that came with its own set of problems and issues, I think the one thing that I did take away was that like God was integrated into every aspect of our education, and I think that really helped me strengthen my faith. But being in public school later on and just not having that church community, I kind of felt like not. I didn't definitely didn't have a relationship with God, and then when I moved to California, I didn't have a relationship with God. I called myself a Christian, but sometimes I felt like God had kind of just like abandoned me a little bit. Even though I knew it wasn't true, I just felt like, why am I the only person out of like 2,000 people in the school that like can't really find any, like a table to sit at lunch? You know, it was just, I felt like God kind of abandoned me sometimes. So that's basically what it, but it was just a very like self-centered <laughs> but like I feel that like that's real it's like yeah. tough like yeah um, I think for me um, growing up in uh, like a pastor's family uh, was and it's that's a whole other thing a whole other podcast ew um, but uh, so like I think it made moves easier um, because especially in like the beginning of my life from like I don't know birth to end of elementary school because um, went to the same church every Sunday and like this was the church that like my grandfather helped plant and like my dad was a pastor at and like my uncle was an elder at and like my other cousins like went there too and stuff so um, I think through the early moves 
like home was that church, that kind of thing. And so that was easy because everyone I knew, I knew where I belonged there. Everyone knew me. I knew everyone who was like, yay, cool, like solid good stuff. Definitely like on the faith side, I was just like a dumb kid who was like, I know all the Bible stories, so I must be best Christian ever. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> so uh, that's a whole other thing too. Um, but I think, uh, so moved to new school in sixth grade, hated that. And then in seventh, beginning of seventh grade, um, like church split, bad stuff happened. Um, uh, and so like we just left uh, both like sides entirely and just uh, dad was jobless for a while. And I think that was when I was like, Ayo, similarly, God, where are you? I like, hate you, I hate the church, um, this kind of thing. Because I think that like the real like foundation home thing that I had been like relying on through the moves was gone and um, so I think like then that was a lot of my like anger angst time with God of just Ayo I don't want to do this like I don't like you I don't Mm -hmm. want this anymore Um, I think looking back like I'm just like wow God's provision was crazy in like house to house and like providing place that was like affordable and like was able to like accommodate my family Um, because I think the more I learned about like the situations of why we moved and um, like the options and the process I'm like dang like this was so much better than I thought like these were like actually like very like best case scenario type things um, that like God provided and um, but during that time I was like hey oh God you took away the one thing that was kind of helping me stay steady throughout the moves and that like I think created a lot of like bitterness and resentment that like probably still need to work through um but yeah God provides and like he will again um even if it's like not like we want or like prefer in the moment um so yeah I know you said like you kind of Ramirez struggled like looking back on like your childhood to see God's grace um but I don't know if that was a question. Or I, like, I can elaborate yeah. if that's what you <laughs> um, I guess I never really thought about it. Like, I think something I have to work on is realizing that, like, God just didn't pop up in my life my freshman year. But, like, he's been here the whole time. Like, I just didn't know him. And I think because I didn't know him, I didn't see him. And I think this is a conversation I had actually with one of my friends a while ago, but she challenged me to like look for God's grace within like certain hardships. Um, And I don't know, I think that's my dad. My dad was always like provider and like tried his best and I don't know, I I don't think I would have survived like anything without my dad. So I'm very grateful for him and I know that like I know now that's God's grace of like having choosing him as my dad um but yeah it's still very hard for me to be like well why did this have to happen because like I said all of mine were circumstantial so I was like why like why did it have to be like that specific situation but I do know like they were purposeful moves that like all lead up to right now so I think there's a little comfort in that but still very much working through it. Mm. For 
sure. Yeah. Like kind of like working through, um, I think that's something that like takes a lot of like prayer and God's time mm-hmm. to like heal and move. Um, and I think that goes into a lot of like patience and waiting. Um, and I know, uh, Isabel, you talked about like, oh, we kind of always knew Michigan, move back to Michigan was like some, somewhere down the line, like, you know, it was going to happen. And then also for Ramirez, it was like, ah, like, I don't know if I can fully like settle down here. Cause like, I'm possibly like waiting in like a negative anticipation of moving again. And like those waiting periods, I'm just, cause for me, like it was never a waiting period. It was just like a, Ayo, this happened. So like react to this, like change in housing or whatever. So we have to like, go do this. Um, in those waiting periods, like how, how, just how do think, how do approach life? Like I, cause that's, I don't know, foreign to me, yeah. I think. Um, I, I think there's one specific period of time where I remember waiting the most and that was my sophomore year. I think I was just very angry. So like, there would be times where my dad would ask me to do things or like, come over and spend time with so-and-so, like I'm here now, and I would say no. I would just be like, no, I have homework. And I would just be alone in the apartment that me and my dad had. And I don't know, I think I just handled it very poorly because he gave me opportunities to like spend time with family and him and like I didn't. I just would have rather to sit in my feelings and be alone. So I think, I don't know, it's hard to say. Like I was just wrapped up in myself, I think, is the best way to say it. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. Kids. yeah. So. For me, um, when I was like waiting to move back to Michigan, I think I was just excited at the time because we always kind of viewed Michigan as our base because that's where the company was based, that's where we always knew we were going back to. So it was just a lot of anticipation, but usually doesn't really hit me until like the week before, or, like the night before, and then like everything starts coming out. But. Um, yeah, I don't think the waiting period was something that brought me a lot of frustration in that sense. Um, and then when we moved from Michigan to California, they told us like four months or five months before we were going to be moving. And initially it was a lot of frustration and anger. And then later on it was a lot of excitement because we are like, oh, we're going to get this and that. Like it's going to be so different there. It's going to be so exciting. So I think... I like had things to like look forward to in those new places but like being there and actually adapting was a different thing but like generally I think when I was waiting it was more like anticipation like oh I don't know what this new place is gonna hold um I don't know who I'm gonna meet like what I'm gonna learn from them I don't know how they do things and how I might like change my habits because I find like they I like the way they do things better there so Mm. it was excitement I think both of what you said, like, I, they triggered different thoughts of, like, I think, like, one, investment. I think moving often has, like, just changed how I see investment in, like, places, in people, and, like, when I move into a new space or just, like, 
how I spend my time and how like I have expectations of what's going to happen when I spend that time or invest in this or invest in that. And then also like movement day just hits different. It's like it's a hard day. It, it's like, a fever dream. It's something else. <laughs> it's a fever dream. Bro, it's like, what? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, and I think part of it now, like, I've just gotten used to moving in. Like, yeah. I remember moving into Bonsalo, and, like, it was me and my dad, and we just, like, just did our thing. We, we got in there. It was, like, an hour and a half, and, like, we got things done. And then Victor, one of my roommates, was like, hey, I think you guys had, like, the smoothest, like, move-in to Bonsala that I've ever seen, and he's been living there for six years, and I was like, yeah, it's just like one of those, it's like, yeah, but it's, yeah, like you said, it's a fever dream. Moving days are, ah, I don't even begin to know how to explain. We get good at it, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just goes quicker and quicker. Like, yeah, ah, something like my dad started doing was like doing pre-moving, like work stuff, like, um, so th there'd be periods of time where like, my sister and I like had a bunk bed, for most of our life, either she'd be on top, I'd be on bottom, with like, like a full size bed, and she'd be on a little twin, which was like, ah, that was so cool. Um, but like, uh, pretty like, maybe a month before, he would like already disassemble it, and then like we'd be like sleeping on the ground, and so like, ah, oh, you feel like it's coming on, we're sleeping on the ground now, or like, oh, now like, this like, cabinet is cleared, or this couch be like moved, or and I, yeah, like the anticipation of like moving, move out in day and then I, I don't know just something else of like seeing the house that you're moving out of completely empty mm, yes. that is like ayo and then I think also moving into the new house and seeing it empty to being like filled with a bunch of like random like boxes and stuff like something I did when moving to the most recent house was I like every so often like took like a snapchat like picture of my room like this is day whatever day whatever and then like seeing how like the room like slowly moves and changes and evolves and stuff and i, I don't know how to describe like the empty house feeling but just like looking in the empty it's house weird. and standing there is like it's like uh, this is where i used to live this is where i used to brush my teeth this is where and then now it's like someone else is going to be doing all those things mm -hmm. there yeah oh. i think that's a positive thing i grew to like i grew to like house hunting and like going ah. on the tours because I was like I want to see like everybody's different homes and then I me and my sister really really liked like just mattresses on the floor I don't know yes. why but like yes. we loved that it was just a vibe but yeah like slowly like having the house get more cleared I think that built up some excitement as well mm. also like this is something I was talking to an acquaintance who also has moved around a lot, and I'm curious to know what your guys' thoughts are on this, but, like, my bedroom has never been, like, particularly decorated. Like, it's, like, I've always had to move, so it's, like, what's kind of the point? And so if you go into my bedroom today, there's, like, not really anything on the walls. There's, like, maybe, like, one or two pictures. I think maybe just this, like, underlying idea that, like, oh, I'm going to have to move again, so, like, why? put in all this effort to like because some people go all out on their rooms like they yeah. like paint the walls like different shades of colors like they do wallpaper they like get carpets they customize every single thing about the room and they like take off they change the lamps or whatever and every you can tell like every square inch is like screams them which is like such a great thing like I wish I had that but I think just because of my circumstances I've never really had to 
I've never really had the opportunity to do that. And so I think just the way my bedroom looks kind of reflects my experience moving, but I'm just curious whether you guys had that at all. I agree. Looking back on it now, all of my rooms up until I got my first own room were all very much like bed, dresser, stuffed animals, aspect yes. decorations, and yes. then like maybe one thing hanging on the wall. But I think the first time I decorated my room was when I got my own room. Just because that, that specific house had the space to do so, so like I decorated it for the first time. And that happened to be the house I was in the longest. So I felt like that was technically supposed to be like our forever home and then like circumstantial stuff. So like I settled in, which was like rah. But, <laughs> but yeah, I settled in and I got to decorate that one and that was super fun. And then there's a period of time where I didn't decorate rooms. And then the room I'm in now, my parents just bought that house. And it's going through renovations. So it's kind of sad because, like, I don't get to decorate it because I'm not there the majority of the year. But, like, I think I will try to make that my own as much as possible. Because it's a privilege to be able to make it your own. Dang. Maybe it's because I'm a guy and I don't really care about decorating my room. (laughs) (laughs) But, like... No, like, I definitely felt that, like, going into Bon Solo, everyone was like, oh, yeah, you're going to, like, make your room nice and stuff and do this and that. And I was like, but, like, what for? Like, I was like, <laughs> I never, like, maybe that's related to um, moving. moving and stuff. But I'm not really sure. Like, I I feel like something that about moving that has, like, I, I feel like I have lower standards of living than yeah. other people. And I'm like, ayo, like, like, Honestly, so, like something at Bonsall that I just find weird is like at house meetings we talk about so much house stuff. And I'm like, guys, like, yeah, sure, like the soap pump doesn't work perfectly, but like, or like this, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, the wall has like a little bit crack of paint or whatever. I'm like, oh, well, like, so, um, and something, I think that, like, this is a little different, but like I've never had AC before, like, and so, like, AC to me is like. Oh, and then also like my parents are like, if we ever have AC, like you, you like can't use it all the time. We're like, yes. and so I'm just like, <laughs> hey, like AC is just like a new, it's like a foreign concept to me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess lower expectations of like standard of living, I guess perhaps goes into that. But um, no, I, I agree with that. I think I have such a big appreciation for like space, especially. Because I've always shared a room besides that brief period of time, and then with my sister college, I have my own room again. But then when she came back from college, I shared a room with three of my siblings. And it was Eight. me and Yo. my sister on um, a futon, like not even a full bed. Like we shared a futon, and then my other two siblings were on a bug bed. And like we had like three or four dress or three dressers in the room. It was just so crowded, so like I totally. That's why I told you, like, you can share my. Like I literally don't care, cause like I've been through that before, so like I have an appreciation for space, but like also I don't care as much. You know, like I sleep in my bedroom, I might chill there sometimes, but like that's it. You know, so mm. I have an appreciation for that as well. Oh yeah, that's another thing. What does bedroom mean to you? Or like, <laughs> I don't think I spend a lot of time in my bedroom or even if I do need to like rewind I 
don't need it to be like super fancy. Like I just need my bed there. I need a good blanket. I need like a comforter. Mm. I need a pillow. But that's kind of it. I don't do too much in my room. And I think this is something I realized when I was in Korea over the summer because I was only there for two months. It felt like moving, but like amplified a little bit the whole mm. process. Like the whole process of like um, the frustration, but then settling it and then like liking it and like, and then moving. Like that whole process was kind of like jammed into two months. But I think I realized there, like I was out every day. I was never in my like room because I was like, I'm only here for so long. I really want to maximize the time I have here with the people here and the opportunities here because I don't know when I'm going to be back. So I like went out and I did as much as I could and people thought I was crazy because I was going out alone like everywhere. But I was like, this is so fun. Like I love exploring like what this society is like and like figuring out what the system, how the system works. And it was just really exciting, like figuring everything out. But I think that's kind of like a microcosm of moving in general and like my experience mm-hmm. in general. Because like I was actually thinking about this recently and I started getting really sad because I was like, in like five years, all of us are gonna be in different places. Like we're not gonna be able to see each other like every day or every week. And that like started to hit me hard and I started to spiral. But then I like stopped myself and I was like, instead of channeling negative energy, I'm just gonna use this as fuel to really make the most out of my time here. And I think if I've taken away one thing from moving, it's that like I never know who's gonna be around at what time. And even if people like you think are gonna be here for a long time and they say they're gonna be here a long time, things change, circumstances shift, and your closest friend could move away the next day. Like you really don't know what's going to happen. So I think I just really wanna like let the people around me know that I really care about them and that even if things change that I'll still be there for them. But in the meantime, I really want to make the most out of the time I have with them because I don't know how much longer I'll have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Importance of fellowship. Oh, yeah. 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 I think that's, like, so huge. I think something as a kid I always struggled with was, like, oh, like, I miss the old house or I miss, like, old school. Like, I wish I was back then, mm-hmm. always looking to the past. Yeah. And I, like, honestly, so much of my, like, elementary and middle school life was being like, what would it have been like if I stayed? Or like, mm-hmm. what was it like? I just wish I could like go back to then. And like, always looking to the past, then you're like, you're missing the present. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as like you realize, oh my gosh, I like, can like want to like invest and like spend, like and be able to take advantage of the time that I have here, then I'm like, oh no, look at all the time that I wasted looking backwards. And then now I'm looking backwards again. It's like a vicious cycle of yeah. always looking back and not being in the present. So you're missing that present and you're continually, I'm like, ah, it's sad. But um, it's tough, I think, to like have that balance of like, a good remembrance and reflection of like where you came from and um, while like still being present in the moment and also like while having like a good, like, I don't know, eye on the future. And time is like, ah, time, bro. Um, it's what tough. Huh? What does bedroom mean to me? Oh, bedroom mean to me. I don't like answering my own questions. <laughs> um, bedroom, I think it's gotta be, like if I have, it can't just be my stuffies that I have there. Like I have to have, I think my, my Wiggles comforter. Um, it's like I have like a old, it is like maybe 15, 16 year old comforter. Um, it's like, you know the Wiggles from Australia? Like, they're like, yeah. 
Um, and for freshman year, I didn't bring it to the dorms because I was like, I could bring stuffies, but like maybe Wiggles Comforter is too weird. Um, but like this year, I just caved. I was like, I don't care. I'm in a single and like, hey, yeah. So like I, I brought like my Wiggles Comforter and now like, I don't know, I think partially it's like, like smell of home or like where I live when I'm not at USC. I don't know, We're like, but also just like, ah, this has like been here with me all the time. Like I, I don't, like I spend like very little time in my room now. I'm just like always not there. Um, kind of like what you guys were saying. It's like very much like, ah, bed, sleep, yeah. um, and then bye, that kind of thing. Um, but I think there is very much like a comfort, like when I'm like, ah, laying down to sleep and I'm like, ah, this is like my, my place with like my Especially studies. when you're under the covers. Yes. Uh, wait, okay. Isabel. Yes. When you sleep, do you sleep facing the wall oh or with your back goodness. against the wall? <laughs> okay, never against the wall. I cannot do my back against the wall. What? I cannot. I, cannot. No. I sometimes I face the wall or sometimes I'm on the other side, like away from the wall, but I'm never like back, like up against the wall. There's no way. That is weird. That makes me so uncomfortable. Oh, oh my gosh. Why? Oh, why? no. No, because you're so limiting. And, like, what if I want to turn the other way? I can't. Like, if I try to turn the other way, I'd, like, bang myself against the wall. Homie sleeps in between his bed and the wall. <laughs> Wait, but, like, legit, though. <laughs> but, like, hey, what if someone's going to come to, like, kill you or stab you? Then you wouldn't know. You wouldn't be able to see. You're like, right? But it's not, like, there's a ton of... <laughs> uh, oh, okay, okay, hi. Bro, that is so. Hey, yo, that was like a really. Was that a carrot? That was a squid. Oh, a squid. <laughs> I. There's some little kids like running out in like Halloween costumes outside the hallway. That was cute. Cute. <laughs> yeah. um, but what does bedroom mean to yeah. you? Oh, gosh. Um, I think it's very much comfort. But then I was thinking about it, and I think it's like two sources of comfort. Like one, I like being in my room when I'm alone, like when nobody else is in there. Yeah. That's just like total debrief time. And then also the periods of time that my sister, my older sister had her own room. Because um, she got like priority and like seniority for like rooms. So I would always go to her room. So I think it's like comfort but like being alone but just like chilling on my sister's bed while she does something mm. and like being the annoying little sister mm. wait wow like my sister would let never let me on her bed <laughs> like I, just, yeah, I don't know mine wouldn't either yeah I'm like that with my sister I'm very stingy with my bed but like you don't I don't care about her bed yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like my sister. Oh, I think you guys were there. Like, um, the we're having thing? the yeah. Like she FaceTimed me, like with like a knife in her hand and holding one of my stuffies. She was like, "Hey, look, Hammy right here is about to die. Like, where's my pillow?" And like, yeah, she's very like protective over her stuff. Um, yeah, like I know, I know if like I go into her bed, like one of my stuffies are dying. So, like I oh will not do that. Um, but yeah. Um, kind of sort of looking to the future sort of thing. Um, you kind of talked about house hunting and stuff. Like, what, what is your ideal, like, house? Just, like, house, house. Like, not, like, the home stuff in it, but, like, what does, like, that house, like, that cool house looks like look like for you guys? 
Oh, I'm about to get real technical here. Oh, go through it, go through <laughs> okay. it. Okay, I think I'm in love with like craftsman style houses. I don't know if you guys know what that is. No. <laughs> but it's like like a mixture of like brick and siding. Okay. For houses. Ooh. I think those are really pretty. And then I'm a huge fan of like open concepts where there's like not many walls. So like maybe the living room and the kitchen is together. Mm. And then there's like maybe an office secluded. And then I'm a huge fan of bedrooms upstairs because I have loud siblings and I've dealt with like the one level houses and they just scream <laughs> and yell and it's just like, so annoying when you're trying to sleep so I'm a huge fan of like the split levels um, I would like a basement that would be cool oh um, wait that's so interesting because like California basements are like death okay like what do you do dude, in basements bro the, the housing in LA is so weird like I've been looking and I just do not like like, there's so many, like, houses that are split into two houses. I mean, they could just be one. Or oh. just, like, the, the layout of L.A. houses are weird. Like, two units? Yeah. They do just, that for money. I don't yeah. know. Chicago's better. Wait, so, like, in your experience, like, what do you use basements for? Like, I, I don't think I've ever, like, had um, a basement. Um, or, like... Yeah. The one... I think I've only had one house out of basement, which was a really nice house. Um... It had two bedrooms downstairs, so my sister was down there. And then it was, my dad really wanted it to be like a man cave for himself, <laughs> but like my stepmom wouldn't let him. Mm. Um, but it was just like, you walk downstairs in the bathroom, and then there's like another living area, office, and then two bedrooms, and then the laundry room was down okay. there. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes I go to the basement if I just want them to be alone. Yes. Because, like, nobody's really down in the basement. Yeah. It's just kind of there. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes you'll have, like, a couch there, like, a TV, and then yeah. maybe, like, games and stuff. We had, like, a mini foosball table that my dad broke. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he got very aggressive during a game of foosball. Um, but, yeah, you just kind of just, like, chill there. It's just kind of, like, yeah. space mm. for you to, like, have to yourself, kind of. The basement's also, like, a different... Oh yeah, it's like really. It's just like basement. It's yeah. It's vibey. It's the basement. Yeah. What? The living room and like this the second floor and like you know it's like the house. Yeah. And the basement is like basement. No, I'm glad you. Yes. That's just yes. Matthew, out here so confused. I don't know what that means. It's just the basement. Yeah. All of our basements were like we didn't have. We were like if there were things under it was like. Gross storage and cobwebs so, and yeah. like. I mean, there is some of that like, too. Yeah. Okay. But it's like comfy and cozy in a different way. It's mm -hmm. not like cozy and the like oh like fluffy stuffies comfy, but it's like fluffy stuffies. But it's like comfy <laughs> in a different way. Like it's like the basement. There's like there's a whole vibe. It's a whole mm -hmm. vibe. Like just sitting in the basement with like a blanket, like. In the winter time with like hot chocolate. I don't know. It's like a whole vibe. Yeah. And like it's snowing outside. It's snowing. I've never seen snowfall. I don't believe snow is real. <laughs> oh my God. Snow is fake. It's been planted. Um, oh, that's interesting. Dang. Isabella, what about you for your dream house kind of thing? Okay, I have not looked into houses very much, so I don't know the terms, but ideally it would be like a three-story house in the yes. basement, and then 
ground floor and then like the room like bedroom was second floor like right now the bedrooms at my house me and my sister have our bedrooms on the first floor and my parents bedrooms on the second floor i love our house but i don't like that plan it's just loud and there's not really a place where you can talk privately which i don't like mm-hmm. um it'd definitely be three stories i think the style i'm going for would be like something you'd find like in the middle of the woods. I really like that oh. vibe. Okay. I really like like being in the middle of the woods. I just love like there's something about the woods is like really comforting to me. She's a nature gal. Just for the woods. I don't know why. Like I the beach is nice, but like I just love the woods. Mm-hmm. And like in the fall it's so pretty in the winter it's it gorgeous smells as good well. Too. It does. Yeah. Like the you know, the trees are so, like the air just smells like crisp. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like pretty in the spring. It's like nice in the summer. It's just nice all year round. I miss seasons. I miss seasons a lot. What are seasons? I They're the best. Ah! They're That's the best. Mm. They are. Yeah, oh, dang. Imagine. Yeah, like for me, like I don't. I, I know it's different for like snowing or whatever. Like actually, like oh, it's like a different vibe. Like I remember, like my favorite thing to do on like rainy days was like oh, like huddle. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Or like maybe for you it's like little spitters batter or no that's for batter. you, um, and it was just like ah like list like getting like a blanket and like sitting in my mom's bed and like watch like looking out the window just being like Ooh, look at the drops on the window pane or whatever, um, yeah, I, I do like I think before, I never like thought about the different level of bedrooms but now like mm-hmm. bond solid that's kind of like I just like bedrooms are upstairs and everything else is downstairs and that like is the move I think. Mm-hmm. You can like really just like retreat from like things. Um, I really like small spaces, so or like like being like in nooks and crannies. So like for me, like the single in Bonsal is like a tiny little like thing. I really like that, and I think that's part of the why like I like sleep with like my back to the wall kind of thing. Like I just like like being in like a little corner. Um, I honestly think like my room right now in Bonsal is a little big for me. Like I would like it to be smaller. Um, but like, at one of the houses, like when we moved the bed and stuff, like and we're moving out, like the entire wall was just like a kind of like dirty blue because like my comforter just rubbed up against it so much that like it had imprinted its thing on it, mm-hmm. um, and so like, I think for like rooms I like small room type things, um, but like I like open floor plan for like first floor, and I think like front yard and backyard are also like pretty important. Yes. Like that stuff is backyard. like. Backyard, I kind of want like a, like I want a lot, a lot of grass there. Ain't no like gravel stuff like at Bonsal. No, thank you. I don't like that. But like, I kind of also want like I like trees and foliage. Like I kind of want like if like a kid playing there, I want to be like have like a decent level of concern. Like what are they gonna find out there? Like I kind of like don't want to. I kind of <laughs> want it to be like ooh, like mysterious kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and like front yard, to me like a nice like. I don't want like gates. I don't know. I feel like gates are. Like, in LA, probably a necessity, but like, I just, I feel like gates are like, ah, like, separating-ish. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I'd like a pool, too. Like, yes. pools are cool. Um, never had a pool. Would like one one day. But, yeah. Um, so, like, kind of wrapping up. Um, now, we have, like, all kind of, like, experienced moving, like, um, in the future, like, with like your own family or your like your own kind of adult decision making like would you 
want to like put kids through like moving or like um like what's your I don't know philosophy in terms of like house and homes mm-hmm. as like adults and stuff um that's hard because I feel like since I've moved a lot now my brain is like it gets bored mm-hmm. yep oh dang it gets yeah bored yep. in yep. like yep. staying in the place too long yeah. and I need change which I think works with like me moving my room around I do that a lot too yeah I I like moving my room around and just like changing things up um yeah in my junior senior year I completely redid my room I bought myself my own like bigger bed like bigger bed stand whatever like a tv stand a tv like I really went all out and I was like this is so cool (laughs) um yeah, I don't know. I would never want to put my child through, like, moving that much. But, like, of course, if it's out of my hands, it's out of my hands. I think I would just maybe try to support them as much as I can, you know. But, yeah, I get bored now with, like, staying in the same spot. But, like, I don't like the act of moving. So, like, I think maybe that just, like, changing the house decoration-wise, to make it look different and feel different mm-hmm. is the move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me personally, like, not thinking about family, I would like to move in the future. I think it's kind of, like, all I've ever known. But also, I do think I took away a lot from it, and, like, I wouldn't have changed anything about my experiences, so... I'd love to move to different places, like live in different like countries, if I could, if I had the opportunity to. And I think it could be really valuable for kids. Um, I just feel like that'd be really hard logistically, so I don't really know yet. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But like definitely, if I'm not able to give them like physical stability, give them like stability elsewhere, like in family or like another community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like there's like two trains of thought of like oh like this happened to me so like it, and like it I turned out okay so like it should be good for you or like oh like this happened to me so like I don't want it to happen to you and like I don't like really know where I fall in between that um I think like both can be good and like beneficial and like just like it it goes to like outlook and like prayer um I was like talking to people about like that's like a similar way of like if you're a Christian you're trying to like raise a Christian child like people are, some people are just like homeschool them and like teach them Christian values and or like only send them to private Christian places or whatever or like some people are just like hey yo just like let them go and like so their faith can be genuine and if they want or whatever and I think like both can work right and um prayer so like who knows that kind of thing um but yeah um totally other random thought like between moving like you lose so much stuff like so much stuff like I like once like I think Five moves ago, I had a full drum set. Now I have like a pedal, and, like <laughs> like I, I just don't know where they went. A pedal and like a cymbal without like the stand thing. A lot of it gets thrown out when yeah. your parents are like yeah, they just deem so. things like oh you don't need this you don't need that you don't need that because it's expensive to pay for shipping and like it's yeah. a lot so they just throw out whatever they think is unnecessary sometimes. My dad was a burger. He would like you know the month leading up, he would just be going aggressively through the house, like, dad mode. Oh, wait, no, wait, like, my dad is, like, a hoarder. 
Like, he, like, loves keeping stuff. And my mom was like, ah. And I was like, <laughs> she was like, I don't care. Throw it away. And, yeah. like, that's interesting that you said, like, shipping. Because, like, you had to fly to move. For, for like, yeah. us, it's like, hey, we take, like, 17 trips, like, back and forth <laughs> between here. And just, like, load the van as much as you can. So, like, hopefully this means one less trip. Oh, that's so interesting. But, yeah. Um, any other last thoughts? Yes, you said something that reminded me of a verse. I don't know which one, um, but I think this kind of has to do with like what home means to you and whether that's like a place or like people, but I, I want to say it's in Ephesians. Could be totally wrong, but it's like the verse about um, letting the Lord build your house, um, which I think is very important because that kind of like relieves you of having your home be based on like a location or place because that's unwavering and like unreliable because that can change but like if you let the Lord build your house then you're chilling mm. yeah. I was looking up the verse I don't think the verse that's popping up in my mind is the one that is near, like the but yeah that's good thoughts um, let the Lord build it. Yeah. No, it really worked out too. Yeah. And also, like, I know I really struggled with like finding like where is home for me. Sometimes I feel like home doesn't exist for me, and I think some of you guys can kind of relate to that. But um, also, I just have to keep in mind that like we, our home isn't here. Like our true mm. home is yes. in heaven, yeah. and so um, it's okay if we don't feel like we truly belong anywhere here because we weren't created for this world anyways. Mm -hmm. This is not our home. Um, it's just like, eternity's cool, bro. Like, <laughs> like, I, yeah, eternity's cool. I don't, no words for that, but excited for. Eternity. Just, yeah, eternity, bro, just like fullness of God, Show ayo. Jesus. Yeah. Woo get to ask Paul some questions. What did you mean by this? Um, what do you think about tongues? No. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, yeah. So, thank you guys for coming on for the episode. Um, I appreciate it. I thought it was fun. Um, and, yeah. So, until next time, bye. 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 bye.